And uh, that's sign of a good producer. Uh, that great spot uh, that you just heard. Great spot. I got to admit, that was a wonderful spot. <laughs> because we got Charles Giamaco on with us uh, for uh, a minute or two. Uh, he, of course, runs the show at uh, the Great Apple Honda uh, in Riverhead. And uh, gives us a couple of minutes, some preview. Big weekend coming up. Had a huge weekend last weekend with uh, Black Friday and Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Uh, and Charles uh, joins us. Mr. G, how are you? Good morning, Jay. Great. I got a very busy day. Last day of the month, they got a lot of deliveries. You know, I talked about, you know, you come in next to Charlie at Apple Honda, you're going to drive out with a new TV. I gave a couple away last week, so I'm happy about that. But, uh, yeah, that program's still going on right through the end of the year, Jay. You know, you come in, buy from stock, same day delivery, you're going to drive out with a TV. So it's kind of nice. That's working well. Jay, we've got the used cars you talked about uh, on the commercial about Honda True. I picked up a lot of nice cars in that range of those later models, but, you know, with some miles on it, it doesn't matter, but you come out with a nice warranty. So that's still good. We've got a lot of inventory, Jay. i got a truck unloading right now as we speak, so cars are coming every day, so the price went down, Jay. We're doing a good job. I just want to talk about my, my management at the office, but I want to talk about the sales staff. I mean, they, they do have a, about 15 sales right now, and half a female, half a male. So that's, you know, that's a nice mix, Jay, with some dealerships just, you, know, you might find one or two females, but, you know, I, I kind of mixed it up, and it's, uh, they do a great job. I mean, Bonnie's been there for over 20 years. She's one of the top salesmen there. Uh, you have Mary, does a great job. You have um, Michelle, Patty, um, uh, Giovanna. They all do such a good job together. They do a great presentation. They're doing a good job. Uh, a new Spanish-speaking girl is really good. Her name is Sandra. So I mix it up, Jay, so that's kind of nice. When you walk in the showroom, and you see a mix of, of sales consultants, always nice. And, of course, my management team is great at the office. So things are great, Jay. We, we had a good month. You know, we'll go right into the last month of the year. But, uh, yeah, the product is there. It's all 24s there. No more 23s, like I heard that commercial. So make sure they change that. But make sure they add it up. It's all 24s now. 24s all right. On stock. I'm glad you Everything. pointed that out to me. We're good. Uh, I forgot what year we're in. Thank you. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> one, wonderful job. Wonderful job, as always. And, you know, even for you to come on on this final day of the month, but for those who don't know, to try and get a car guy on at the end of a month is impossible. Yet Giamaco has found the time uh, to phone in, and we appreciate that very much because we know you're a busy guy making numbers and everything else. So i got to point that out to the audience there, Charles. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Hey, by the way, before we let you go, um, you are a huge Yankee fan like I, and reports are that Luis Severino is going to sign with the Mets. <laughs> Good luck, Mets. Good out. luck. I didn't um, get that, but that's all right. I didn't get that. Oh, my goodness. Every time he got on that mound, I cringed. I didn't hear that. I was I – was, I didn't hear that. I was a big fan of Louis, but you know what? I think it happened this point. Not anymore. It'll be okay, guys. Here's what I'd say to Louie. Here's what I'd say to Louie. Get in shape, please. You you might have a better outcome. My goodness. (laughs) All right. Listen, we'll be watching. We'll have you on tomorrow. Is that good? Tomorrow morning. Yep. We'll start the new month, Dave. Final month of the year. Come out. The new month. Good luck today. I know you're going to do great. Always a tough time. Not at Apple Honda. They just, all they do is sell cars. Uh, That's all they do, folks. And, of course, the Honda True, the greatest warranty in the business, the Certified Drive program. Check it out. Apple Honda in business nearly 70 years for good reason in uh, Riverhead. Thank you, Mr. Giamanco. You stay well. Say hi to Victoria.
Thanks for having me, Jay. Talk to you tomorrow. You got it, pal. All right, 807. Uh, Jake, let's stay here because we want to bring in the assembly. I hate to keep him waiting. Um, very busy, late request. Uh, as always, Ed Ra always answers the call. And nice enough to give us a couple here on uh, on this uh, Thursday morning show. Uh, Assemblyman Ra, a great morning to you, sir. As I interrupted your workout. But uh, all in all, we appreciate you. Uh, and some very morning, important uh, information coming out of Albany uh, as far as uh, some stuff regarding anti-Semitism and everything else. I know you have teamed up uh, very well here in trying to, to get it done. We know that uh, it has run rampant uh, all throughout. You have been on it like no other. And uh, you've teamed up uh, with Senator Patricia uh, Kanzanari Fitzpatrick. Welcome, my friend. Give us a sense. All right. Good, good morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, such uh, an increase in these incidents uh, on our college campuses. I know the Post had a, an article yesterday uh, where, where, you know, basically, uh, you know, three quarters of our Jewish college students are, are saying they've, they've been victim of or, or seen uh, incidents. Um, and it's just uh, got to stop. So this bill uh, that I drafted and have introduced uh, with Senator Kanzanari Fitzpatrick uh, really cuts to the heart of it. You know, there's been a focus on our uh, college uh, campuses and amongst their administrations of all kinds of diversity training and things of that nature the last few years. Well, obviously, they are not uh, informing their students about anti-Semitism and, and about uh, what it means to... Uh, you know, threaten uh, Jewish students uh, and, and have them be in fear on their campuses. So this cuts to the heart of it, really. It's, it's threefold. It's, it's training requirements. Um, it's putting in adequate uh, reporting systems uh, to make sure students know where to go uh, if, if they feel threatened or if, or if they are the victim of some type of incident, and, and also uh, public reporting requirements so that there is transparency so that, uh, you know, any incidents aren't being swept under the rug. And it all comes, you know, attached to uh, funding. You know, when, if, if our uh, universities and colleges want to get public funding, uh, they, they have to do this. It utilizes existing systems that are in place um, that are things that they're required to do in order to, to get state funding. Ed, we have seen this uh, certainly in the state of New York with uh, uh, Cornell uh, University uh, over the last uh, couple of months, uh, a, a horrific uh, situation at Cornell. Uh, but, you know, I had a discussion with a leading uh, provost out of uh, university, Kane University in Union, New Jersey, yesterday, David Bursall. Uh And basically, you know, we've got to do a better job. These colleges, uh, these schools in general, Department heads, heads of state at these universities, um, they cannot uh, pretty much, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, kind of rouse up a little bit, you know, warm up to these uh, donors, uh, so to speak. You know, uh, they have to kind of separate things here. They, they have to put policies, I think, in place of punishment. Uh, in the fact that, listen, you know, especially like when you go into these uh, schools on Long Island now, where we have seen swastikas drawn and everything else, but I think there has to be some punishment and accountability here, and that's the same on these colleges. When these incidents occur, uh, that's where you have to have these presidents come into play 
and slash down here immediately. You don't see, you haven't seen that. They're starting to trickle in a little bit more, and it's based on public outcry, no question. But they are the ones who kind of take the reins here. Yep, yep. And I'm, and I'm sure you you know uh, over the last couple of years, uh, in particular, you know, with some of our uh, state institutions with CUNY, um, there have been a lot of uh, issues uh, and, and a lot of uh, situations where Jewish students did not feel. Uh, safe and welcome on campus. And, you know, it started with kind of uh, nicely asking that they address the issue and, and it grew, uh, started growing louder. And then in the aftermath of uh, Hamas's uh, horrible attacks on October 7th, um, it's really just gotten to a point that we just can't continue to allow this uh, on our, not just on our watch, but on, on our dime, uh, on, on the public, uh, you know, on the public's funds. Um, it, it has to be addressed. And, you know, where, where New York State, and in particular uh, New York City and the outskirts of New York City, where there is, uh, you know, as large a Jewish population as there is anywhere outside of Israel, uh, if, if Jewish students should feel safe anywhere, it should be uh, here in New York. Yeah, completely, completely out of hand. Uh, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. It's obviously, uh, it has to be in play uh, as far as all this is going on. We uh, certainly... Uh, give you a lot of credit uh, to go to the forefront with this. Um, all in all, this is just one sliver, I am sure, as far as when you head back to session uh, coming up in January, Ed. And there's a lot on the table here. You know, most recently the governor, uh, you know, we this clean slate stuff still bothers me like no other. Uh, you know, wipe, wiping away records and everything else. I think people have a right to know, especially somebody driving a bus, with kids involved, what their past was. I'm sorry. It has to be out there. You cannot just eradicate uh, the past history uh, of one's life if it is that in conjunction with what they are trying to do for a living. And listen, I get it. Everybody has a right to make a living, but people have a right to know pasts of individuals, especially uh, when there's an affiliation in their own lives, you know? Yeah, absolutely, and and it's really it's really the same uh, mistake to me over and over again. Uh, whether it was raise the age, whether it's bail and discovery reform, uh, whether it's this, in that there are systems or were systems in place where somebody on a case by case basis can make that determination about you know an individual's history and an individual's record and decide whether you know it was appropriate uh, to give them a clean record. Uh, now we're just going to do it in one felt swoop for everybody. And like you said, it, it's the implications of it uh, when, you know, people are hiring for, for certain uh, types of jobs, especially that may uh, be around children or other vulnerable populations. Um, they're not going to know uh, what the history of, a, of an individual is. No question about it. Uh, can't thank you enough. We'll be uh, watching as we turn the calendar uh, and everything else. One final, uh, one final one to you, Assemblyman Ed Ra, uh, and that is, uh, you know, listen, uh, it's a bit of a frosty type of situation, I would imagine, uh, up there. It seems like you know both sides of the aisle kind of can't ag- agree. People elect our officials to come up with, uh, you know, resolutions. Uh, we don't see that on the national stage. We haven't seen it in Albany. It's a tough battle. I get it. Uh, any expectations of higher regard on your end as far as, 
getting things done. I know you're working hard with your colleagues, no question about it. But what about the outlook for this upcoming? Well, I, I think that um, there are uh, some opportunities to to do uh, some some good things this session. 